0: And you're listening to
1: Dream Infringement. Dream Infringement is a super squad of fantastically close friends, three friends that have been bound together with secrets. Sometimes secrets are the things that make relationships even tighter than normal relationships.
2: Exactly. Friendship, blackmail no one said they had to be mutually exclusive
1: that's right we share each other's secrets but we not just we're not just sharing secrets we share each other's dreams so that's what our show is all about it's about us just trying to you know talk to each other and talk about our goals and talk about our dreams and talk about our fears
0: that's not sometimes i guess that's what it's about typically dream infringement is uh the three of us uh, telling some stories mm-hmm. or just talking—it's not even actual stories. Um, it's just us uh, saying things and then playing songs.
1: Occasionally, we'll tell each other's dreams.
0: <laughs> yes, and, and hopes. scratch and claw. Scr-
1: Scratching and, scratch clawing. and claw. Yeah.
0: This doesn't bode and well.
1: Struggling. Mm-hmm. This is what you signed up for when you turned that dial it's...
0: to 89.5. <laughs> right. So, thanks for for joining us this evening. Our theme last week, and our theme this week, and our theme next week is all about movies. Now, what we've done is we have each picked a movie that we grew up with, maybe, or that was just impactful in some way, could be positive or negative, Then we made each other watch that movie. And then we kind of uh, summarize the movie and tell you what we think about it. Last week was Jennifer, this week it's me.
1: Yeah, last week was a really fantastic kickoff to this uh, cluster of a special. Jennifer had shown some interest in a certain movie from the late 80s starring John Cryer. The
2: 1987 movie called Hiding Out. Because it came up on Amazon Prime, and I was feeling nostalgic.
1: This week, something a little bit different. It's a movie, not from the 80s, but from the 90s.
0: Uh, I was going to look up when it came out.
1: Yeah, and Emily this week has is doing the honors.
0: Oh, no, it was 1985.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, let's take that back. Okay, so. I, I, I would like you to edit that out so I don't sound like a fool on the radio. Too That's all late. I need.
0: I'm this not going to edit anything this week.
1: This is bad for my street cred. If you see me on the street, please, please, please do not insult me for thinking that the movie Emily is about to introduce was from the 90s.
0: Yeah, okay, so the movie that I chose is called Return to Oz. And it's like the weird, dark sequel to The Wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I would say Return to Oz is like the goth little sister to The Wizard of Oz.
0: For the sake of um, just not having to do more research, I am only going to stick to the movie and I'm not going to talk about the book. I did read the books when I was little. Coincidentally, I did as well but i don't remember anything much about them i remember bits and pieces
2: also coincidentally
0: same so anyway the movie return to oz it came out in 1985 it stars a
1: very cute Fer- little girl
0: feruza bulk feruza bulk i'm who, not sure if i'm saying her name right
1: who ended up being in a lot of like really dark um teen
0: yeah uh, thrillers she took a turn
1: yeah she she definitely got typecasted as a certain kind of teenage
0: yeah
1: um lady
2: interesting casting trivia notable people who auditioned for the role of dorothy include drew barrymore alanis morissette elizabeth berkeley and juliette lewis
0: it stars jean marsh who is an english actress she was in upstairs downstairs which was popular oh she was in willow bobby
1: Oh, yeah, she played uh, the the
0: evil queen. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Casting trivia, they were also
2: considering Terry Garr or Mary Steenbergen for this role.
0: It also has Brian Henson. So that's cool. Excellent. Let's get in to the nitty gritty. I'm opening up my book of notes.
1: Yep. And this isn't an, a um, this isn't an abnormal thing, Emily taking notes while she watches a movie. She's taken notes for every single movie that her and I have ever watched since the beginning of our marriage.
0: There's nothing I love more than summarizing a plot point. Taking
1: and... vigorous notes yes. whilst watching a movie.
0: It all begins in the middle of the night with toto asleep on dorothy's bed and she is wide awake she can't sleep her uncle opens up a newspaper clipping and it the camera kind of like moves in on it on an ad, a particular ad that says announcement electric healing dr jb worley so then her aunt talks to her uncle and they start talking about how they don't have enough money for this treatment and that someone will loan them the money and it's been 6 months since the tornado.
1: So this is post tornado era. Yeah. In the in the Wizard of Oz world right. universe.
0: Right. Dorothy keeps talking about how she wishes she could sleep as well as Toto.
2: They never really explain why she has such bad insomnia. Like if it's nightmares and PTSD, or if she's just missing everybody, um, if she thinks there's going to be another twister, they don't say. And I actually really want to know, and I have to live with that mystery.
0: And then the next morning, Dorothy is just talking a lot to her aunt about Oz, and no one believes her. They think she's absolutely bonkers.
1: Well, can you blame them?
0: Not really. It is cuckoo.
1: Yeah, and it's three cuckoo bananas.
0: She, like, won't stop. Like, she knows they're going to send her to this weird electrical healing place. But she's like, I can't stop myself. I got to keep talking about Oz.
1: But isn't that the magic of child, childlike wonderment? I mean, even at the at the risk of being electrified in your brain... You, you can't, if you, can't you're excited about something, you can't, you can't shut your trap. That's
0: true. Yeah. That's true. All right. Also, I feel like it's worth noting this place does not look like Kansas. It looks like the English countryside. It's very foggy. Mm-hmm. It looks very cold.
1: The fog is the dead giveaway.
0: When I was watching the movie,
2: I totally didn't pick up on this at all. So I looked it up and... It says all the Kansas scenes were filmed in the Salisbury Plain and Wiltshire, England. So good observational skills, you guys. You were right on the money with that one.
0: So then Dorothy goes and she picks up a chicken named Belina. She says, there's no eggs, Belina? And then she says that Aunt Em will stew her up for supper if she doesn't lay an egg. Oh no, Belina. Then the chicken starts scratching up the hay and a key pops out and it says Oz at the top of the key. And of course, Dorothy runs and shows Aunt Em the key and tells her that the key was sent on a shooting star and that her friends are in trouble. (laughs) And it just is so sad because it's not helping her case at all.
2: There's an interesting conversation that happens between Dorothy and her aunt where Dorothy mentions how Uncle Henry broke his leg and is still limping and the aunt replies that his leg mended a long time ago implying that Uncle Henry has a psychosomatic limp. I guess they weren't having like a two-for-one at the electric shock therapy hospital.
0: So then Aunt Em packs Dorothy up and takes her to the doctor.
2: So through this I came to what to me was a very shocking realization that's just rocking my world right now. We don't know what M is short for. I mean, it could be Emmeline or Emma Jean or Emanuela or Auntie M could have all this time been aunt Emily. I have never in my life thought about her name being Emily. Now that I have had those thoughts, I don't, I do not
0: like them. Toto runs out after The carriage and Dorothy is saying, Go home, Toto, go home, because he's not in this movie.
1: Nope, Toto. He doesn't get any more screen time after this. Maybe at the end. At the end, yeah.
0: I
2: noticed that too. Very little of Toto in the movie. Maybe Toto and Bellina had some creative differences, or the budget people were like look you can have a chicken you can have a dog you cannot have both so pick one i i don't know if there's answers to that i don't remember in the original book if toto also sat this one out
0: so then they're at the doctor's office um at that, like this hospital it's very dark it's very creepy dorothy's telling the doctor all about how the tin man was cutting off all the parts of his body
1: the tin woodsman used to be made of flesh like everybody else but then he cut off his leg. He had a tin leg made. But then a witch enchanted his axe. And he kept on h- cutting off all the other parts of his body. Until it was all made of tin. Even his head was... That's his- all,
0: right. all right. um And the doctor's like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is... This is a lot.
1: Nurse, pin her down so that I may attach the electrodes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: um, that's the, At that point, he pulls out a machine and he says that it's going to help her sleep. It has all these gears and like toggles that make it look like a face. He tells her it's not going to hurt. It just has electrical currents. Oh, just electrical currents. That
1: can't hurt you. That's all. Yeah.
0: Uh, the doctor's going on and on. He's totally obsessed with his machines and uh Dorothy stopped paying attention a while ago she's kind of looking around the room and then suddenly she sees a reflection in the mirror of a little girl who we later find out is Ozma but for the sake of just keeping things clear tell you now that it is Ozma who I believe is the daughter of Oz she's like the empress so um the Wizard of Oz is gone. Wizard Ozma Oz, has taken his place. He's
1: no more. He's he's taken a dirt nap.
0: I don't know if that's true. Anyway, so she does a double take. She sees this, this girl's reflection in the mirror. It's Ozma. She's like, whoa, whoa, what? And then Ozma is gone. Then we find out that Dorothy is going to be staying overnight. A creepy lady in black leads Dorothy away down a long and ominous hall. Meanwhile, you're hearing like squeaky gurneys and people moaning like oh, you know very very scary um <laughs> very scary place
1: yeah the beginning is very bleak like like Jim- the whole
0: movie is very
1: dark i know but but even um in in the original wizard of oz there's kind of this bleakness to it it's That's like true. black and white
0: then the scary lady in black takes her to the room and i think she tells her something like we'll we'll come for you when it's time make yourself comfortable take a nap do whatever you want locks dorothy in there and then dorothy sees the reflection of ozma again um and then ozma appears in real life and what? then she's like i've got to go <laughs> that's it i'll be back oh ozma she, she she appears and disi- she tells her she's got to go she'll be right back I think there was was some commotion and I think she was worried about getting caught.
2: There is something in this scene that was so weird to me. So when Ozma first appears, she has like a very small little kind of jack-o'-lantern pumpkin, which she gives to Dorothy and she sets it on the desk. After Ozma's left, Dorothy picks up a comb and starts combing the pumpkin's pretend hair for a little while. I don't, I don't, I don't get, I don't get it. I, that was just a weird.
0: So then all of a sudden there's thunder and lightning. Rain is pelting the window and the squeaking wheels come closer. And the, the lady, the scary lady in dressed in black asks Dorothy if she would like to go for a ride on the gurney. And then Dorothy is sitting up and they tell her to lay down. And she says, I'd rather sit up. And they're like, no, you need to lay down. And then they strap her down and she keeps saying stuff like, I wish I wasn't tied down. Props to Dorothy for speaking up about those kinds of things.
1: Definitely. You should speak up in a situation like that.
0: Yeah. So then they make it to the uh, treatment room. That machine is there. The doctor turns it on. He has these really scary metal headphones that make this really light crazy electrical sound he puts them on Dorothy and just as he's about to turn it on the lights go out and Dorothy is left in the dark strapped to a gurney by herself because the doctor and I guess she's the nurse the scary lady in Mm -hmm. black
1: yeah she's the nurse
0: she's the nurse and they have this conversation like we gotta go figure out what's going on and then they just leave her there
2: okay I feel like part of, like, the electric shock therapy for dummies uh, guidebook has to have something in there that says, do not attempt to operate machinery during a lightning storm. Like, that just seems common sense to me, but, I mean, I'm no expert.
0: And then the mirror girl, who is Ozma, comes back and unstraps Dorothy, and Dorothy and Ozma start running down the halls of the hospital, hiding behind, like, clothing hanging.
1: As kids do. Hiding
0: around corners. It's very suspenseful. Um, the scary lady, who I have learned is named Nurse Wilson, I believe.
1: You're trying to find out the name of the nurse. Yes,
0: Nurse Wilson. Okay. okay. Nurse Wilson, the scary lady, finds them... The girls run outside, it's pouring rain, they're slipping, they're running through the mud. Nurse Wilson is yelling at them. Ozma, she falls into a river and then Dorothy runs in after her. They, they're they grabbing onto each other in this like rushing river. Nurse Wilson is uh, on the banks of the river, just sitting down, crying out to them. They're, the girls are clamoring. Onto, they're holding onto like a a branch and then it breaks off. And then Ozma finds a large crate. She pulls Dorothy onto the crate and then somehow Ozma falls off the crate and into the water under the crate. And Dorothy thinks she's gone.
2: So this scene gave me such bad Jack and Rose um, from the ending of Titanic flashbacks.
1: What do you do in that situation? Do you try to save Ozma? Do you just let Ozma go? I mean, she's kind of magical, I guess. Maybe she can save herself. I don't know. I think Dorothy should just be every, I don't know, every little girl for herself. Save yourself, Dorothy.
0: Then Dorothy wakes up to a clucking and the crate rocking. And then she finds out that Belina, her chicken from the beginning of the movie, the one that couldn't lay eggs... Can, in fact, talk.
1: And do taxes.
0: What's that? Oh, I was just trying to lay my hand, that's all. Belina? Uh,
1: who else? What are you doing here? Have you been here on night too?
0: <laughs> oh, I've never been so wet my whole life.
2: Fun trivia, Denise Breyer, the woman who voices Belina the Chicken, also voiced the junk lady in the movie
0: Labyrinth. Then she realizes that they're not in a river anymore and that the water is being absorbed into the earth. And they look around to find that they are in a desert, mm-hmm. the deadly desert. They say that anything living that touches the sand will just die. die. So they hop across some rocks and as they're hopping across the rocks, there's a rock, and it suddenly has the appearance of a face.
1: Like a, It's like a secret face.
0: Yeah, and it's like looking at them, and it has like shifty eyes.
1: But Dorothy, it should be noted, Dorothy does not see this. Correct. She has no idea that this...
0: We as the viewers have yeah. been let in on something suspicious happening.
1: Yeah, we've gotten a peek behind the curtain, as it were.
0: So they make it across the desert, hopping on rocks um, to a more green, foresty area. And Dorothy finds a lunch pail tree and she pulls a little lunch pail down off this tree and it has a ham sandwich in it. And it's really cute. And I thought this was the coolest thing ever when I was a kid.
1: Yeah, I mean, we all we all would love a, a lunch tree.
0: As they're eating lunch, the rocks around them are still looking at her and then we cut to an underground rock world and a rock is talking and he says your majesty something like that dorothy has returned to oz she has a chicken with her back to dorothy she's walking through the forest they pass an old house um oh it's her old house that got swept up in the tornado. The
1: first, the the first house
0: mm-hmm. from
1: the original Wizard of Oz.
0: Yeah, and she's like, "Where are the Munchkins?" And then she looks down, and she sees that the Yellow Brick Road is a complete mess. It's,
1: I mean, bricks on top of bricks. It's, it looks like a, you know, like a construction zone.
0: And then Dorothy just starts panic running down the Yellow Brick Road. She's Wait. just ah 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 like, but it's unsettling. Okay, then there's a quick uh, cut scene to the underground rock world again, and a rock informs whoever your majesty is that Dorothy is and the chicken are on their way to the Emerald City, and then a deep voice says, they won't get past Mombi." <gasps> Who's Mombi? She's scary. I will tell you that.
2: Just to add some visual, if you haven't seen this movie, they do the effect of the talking rock wall, all in claymation, which lends itself particularly well to what rocks would look like while talking. It just was a really good effect where even if they tried to redo it in this day and age with like CGI, I think the clay is so much more visually interesting and just a good effect.
0: So then Dorothy gets to the Emerald City, that is also dilapidated. All of the residents have been turned to stone there are, there's graffiti that says, beware the wheelers.
1: Yeah, it's, it's looking. It's a
0: complete mess. Um, then you hear squeaking sounds and which is unsettling. And then Dorothy looks around some more and she sees these headless dancing statues. She sees that the tin woodsman has been turned to stone, the lion. And then all of a sudden these wheelers come out.
1: And I gotta tell you. Are you going to explain the wheelers? Yeah. They're wheelers. The, the wheelers are very unsettling. They are
0: they have uh, They're
1: audibly unsettling. Yes,
0: audibly and we'll put a sound clip in of that as well.
1: Uh, it's it, they're like the they're like the character version of like a mental breakdown.
0: <laughs> that is absolutely correct. <laughs> so they are on all fours, but their limbs are super long, and they have um, kind of like clown looking clothing and wheels for hands and feet, and they have terrifying clown faces, and these also. Terrifying masks that they wear over Their feet like okay if you can imagine They're all on, on all fours so the Top of their head would have A mask on it yeah, that so is scary And then when they lift it up it's their scary Face
1: so when they're looking down You see the scary mask And, and when, when they, they look up they you see, see their scary face Yeah so it, there's nothing redeeming There's yes. nothing redeeming
0: Um. So then they start chasing Belina The chicken and I wrote down In my notes so scary Yes <laughs> yes uh, past Emily. It was so scary. Uh, Dorothy has a really good scream. She screams a lot. And then they chase her down an alley and she's trapped and they're laughing and
1: cackling. Oh, they laugh.
0: Oh, it's horrible.
1: It's a good thing that we watched this for you because if that was in any way triggering for you, it, mm-hmm. I feel like we've done you a favor. Yeah, yeah. We well, maybe we've saved a few people.
2: So, just uh, I have a complaint about the designer for the wheelers, which is the wheels themselves. Everything in the land of Oz is kind of old and, to our perspective, very vintage looking. The wheelers should have some kind of rusty or bronzed looking steampunk wheels. What the wheelers do have, though, are these very plasticky silver rubber tired wheels that just, they're not cohesive, they don't fit the aesthetic of anything. And that has always bothered me, because it it's very visually
0: jarring. So then uh, they're pushing at a door, and then Belina says, the key, Dorothy, the key, and Dorothy pulls out that key she found, and finds a little keyhole in the stone wall. And it's a secret kind of door. And she goes behind the door at the last minute that the wheelers are gonna get her. And then we see behind the door, a rotund metal man with a little engraved sign on him that says Royal Army of Oz. And Belina says, it's junk. And Dorothy then reads some directions. and
1: Belina's (laughs) kind of a sassy chicken type. She is. She's great. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Well, I think she's great. So then Dorothy reads the directions that are on this round uh, metal, metal man. And the directions say, Patented clockwork, mechanical man, does everything but live. For thinking, wind number one, under left arm. For speaking, wind number two, under right arm. For walking in action, wind number three, middle of back. Guaranteed to work perfectly for 1,000 years. So then Dorothy systematically winds up the metal man. And he immediately says, are you Dorothy Gale? And she says, I am. And he says, I am TikTok. And then she asks what's going on. And TikTok doesn't know. Uh, he says everyone turned to stone. She already knew that. She saw that. And then he said that he shut down and he wasn't alive. He's not a living thing. And so that's why he didn't turn to still. Mm -hmm. So then they, they peek out of the room and they are ready to fight. And TikTok is assuring everyone that he was made for this. He's part of the army. He does not look like he will be able to fight them. He he's, looks clumsy. he's like hobbling off and he asks for the lunch pail. Yeah, he's ready to fight.
1: Yeah, apparently. And he he doesn't seem to have a very great range of motion. Basically, he can just like roll forwards and backwards. yeah and then also his waist like it rotates. Mm-hmm. so he can also go in a circle. So forwards and backwards, and then rotating in a circle yeah. while standing still. Uh, that's his range of motion. So right. you don't have a lot of confidence that he'll be able to, you know, that once he protected who is it, the king's guard? Yeah. Or at, you know that at one time he did that, or that in the future he would be able to protect someone.
0: Right. So he hobbles out, they're, they're looking around, looking out for wheelers, and then the wheelers come, and you're like, oh, no. But TikTok, he proved true to his word because in the land of Oz, that's all you need is to be able to spin around with a lunch pail mm-hmm. because that's what he does. He spins real fast, and he knocks all the wheelers over with the lunch pail. <laughs>
2: be sorry for treating me like this! I'm a terrible person!
1: person. I am only a machine, so I cannot be sorry or happy, no matter what happens.
2: I remember watching this as a child, and I really did not like TikTok. Like, I thought he was kind of a drag. Like, he was holding everybody back when he ran down. Um, But watching it as an adult, I had a lot more appreciation for TikTok, because he does... Facilitate a lot of their adventure and makes it successful. He's actually more of a key player than I ever gave him credit for. Sorry, I wronged you all these years, TikTok.
0: Then they start making their way to Mombi's house, um, which is actually the royal palace. I believe she took it over.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Nobody answers the door, of course, because <laughs> why would they? <laughs> Um, there is eerie mandolin music playing as they open the door and walk in. They see a woman, a lovely 80s lady, sitting on a large throne. It's Princess Mombi.
1: She's so beautiful.
0: They approach her and she immediately takes Dorothy's hand and says, I think I'll put on something more appropriate. Your friends can stay here. And then she swiftly walks to a corridor full of cabinets filled with heads. Yes. Disembodied heads in every cabinet. And, and you know. These On a are, pedestal. They're, and, like, looking out.
1: Yeah. And these aren't, like, Muppet heads. These aren't, like, wax heads, uh, some kind of, like, craft papier-mâché yeah. head. These are, like, actual actors, actresses, actors. Yeah. Like... These are actual lady heads belonging to ladies um, who have somehow, like, they've created some kind of a set where it can you can see, like, where just all you see is women's heads. Yeah. And I just think that the the set builder should have. I I hope. Oh, that it's it,
0: incredible. He
1: got like a what do they what do they get an I Emmy don't know. or a something? Mambi? A mombi.
0: Okay, so then um, she says four will do, and then she takes off her current head, puts it in a cabinet on the little, like, pedestal thing, takes the other one off, and puts that head on her neck. Um, Then she sizes up Dorothy's head and says that she'll be attractive one day. Yikes! She says she'll lock Dorothy up and will wait until her head is ready.
1: There's a lot to unpack there.
0: Yeah.
1: A lot of of symbolism.
2: I guess so. I feel like Princess Mombi kind of head shames Dorothy because she says something like, you're rather attractive, not at all beautiful, you understand, but you have a certain style of prettiness that is different than that from any of my other heads. And Dorothy really shows the most gumption because She says, like, indeed, you will not. And I think she kicks her. She really, like, shows some moxie, which was exciting to see her kind of stand up for herself. Because she's been, like, a pretty level-headed and mellow person throughout this. And this definitely got a reaction out of her.
0: So then TikTok, he can't help. Because his action has run down, he needs to be periodically rewound up to continue his movement, Uh, but he's no help now. He's stuck. So then Dorothy is locked in a room and this is where she meets Jack Pumpkinhead, one of my favorite movie characters of all time. I'm Dorothy Gale. Oh,
2: for a second there, I thought my mom had come back.
1: Ah,
0: what is this, a man or a melon?
1: A pumpkin, if you please. My name's Jack, Jack Pumpkinhead.
0: He is a giant uh, pumpkin, like jack-o'-lantern kind of looking head
1: atop, on. Yeah, atop a very lanky mm-hmm. uh, body.
0: Yeah, and he has a very sweet voice because he is one of the Hensons. And so you just feel, I feel very comforted by his voice. And he's just so sweet.
1: The son of Jim Henson.
0: Yeah. Oh, Brian Henson. Prior to this
2: character being voiced by Brian Henson, they also considered Dick Van Dyke for the voice of Jack Pumpkinhead.
0: Uh, he asks Dorothy to check his head for signs of spoiling because he's just such a sweetheart. And then she puts the rest of him together because he's a little discombobulated. He tells her that his creator made him to scare off Mombi, but that Mombi, a pumpkin, napped him, and she got all her heads from the headless statues. And then Mombi used something called the Powder of Life to bring Jack to life.
1: That's so sad. I
0: know.
1: Although I could, I could go for some of that Powder of Life.
0: Yeah, really, give me a little, little uh, pick me up. So then Dorothy looks around and and she's noticing things in the room, like an elk head or something that looks like an elk head, and. A couple couches, and you can tell she she has an idea, but you don't know what the idea is yet, because she's just looking at a bunch of old kind of junk in yeah. the attic. And she's
1: a little girl, so it's really hard to read her facial expressions. It's true. I mean, it's that's a universal rule. You can't, you can't tell what a little girl is thinking by <laughs> the faces that
0: she's making. Okay. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first.
2: I think part of that might be the way that Feruza Bulk plays this role, in that her go-to is a lot of sort of serious and wide-eyed looks. Um, She doesn't emote or over-emote that much, which might be a good thing in this movie since I read an article that called it like a horror movie for children to have a very sort of stable seeming character that's not overreacting to everything or freaking out uh, through all the strange things that are happening.
0: Um, Then they escape the room and they sneak through the palace and Jack asks if he can call Dorothy mom even if it isn't so. That's so sweet. I know.
2: (laughs) I remember when I first watched this um, I would have been at the youngest maybe eight years old and it really freaked me out that Jack wanted to call her mom because she was a little girl and I felt that that made him very clingy but knowing that it was Princess Ozma who created him and kind of was his mom, it wouldn't have been strange for him to see a a small child and think that that could also be like a mom figure. So I, I get it better now. I don't find it as alarming as I did when I was a child.
0: Then they gather up TikTok and they explain the plan. I still think at this point we don't know quite what that plan is. So Dorothy sneaks into Mombi's room and the suspense is absolutely I don't know if it's horrible or or wonderful because there is a ton of suspense. You see a uh, headless Mombi sleeping on her bed. With a key to the cabinets tied around her wrist.
1: It will always be <laughs> suspenseful when the bad guy is is like clocking away a little bit of a, a nap. Catching <laughs> some Z's. And the good guy who's generally like smaller or younger is trying to steal like a key or a piece to the puzzle or a potion. Yeah. And it's like in their hands or around their neck or something.
0: Yeah. Somehow Mombi is snoring too. I don't know. How without a head? But anyway,
2: I don't know what it's like to have interchangeable heads, but I guess I kind of assumed that you would just have a sleeping head. Like, these are my daytime heads. This is my sleeping head. Like, it would be easier that way. But apparently, that's not the case.
0: Um, Dorothy, she unties the ribbon. She gets the key. She sneaks into the cabinet room of heads. The heads are all asleep. She opens cabinet number 31 she sees the powder of life and a scary head that wakes up suddenly and yells, Dorothy Gale! And then um, Dorothy is running out of the cabinet room. All of the heads are awake now and they're all screaming. And then Mommy's headless body lifts up out of the bed and starts chasing her down the hallway. It is... Our nightmare
2: fuel. I was telling Emily when we were talking about this movie that sometimes when my cats and I were playing I would kind of raise my arms and like run around the house yelling Dorothy Gale! Dorothy Gale! like at them and it was funny to me. They, they seemed okay with it but yeah, this is a very dramatic and terrifying scene. It's awesome.
0: So, meanwhile, <laughs> TikTok Jack and Belina—they've made a flying contraption out of the stuff Dorothy saw in that room. It's like got couches for a body, the head of a what we learn is a Gump, which looks like like an elk head kind of, or like a moose, and some ferns for wings. They sprinkle the Powder of Life on it, it wakes up, they narrowly escape, and they fly off into the distance toward the Gnome King. And the Gnome King is who those rock faces are reporting to.
2: I remember when I watched this as a kid, like, the Powder of Life with the flying gump seemed like such a cool thing because he was constructed out of couches he was like a flying bed and I just thought he was the coolest contraption ever like I I wanted I wanted to ride the gump even though he fell apart kind of in the end
0: I still did then we find out that Mombi has captured Ozma in the mirrors and she doesn't think anyone's going to find her. Then the hodgepodge of an aircraft starts to fall apart. Everyone's falling out of it to the ground. And Jack says, I'm sorry, Mom. And Dorothy says, that's okay, Jack. It can't be helped now. So sweet. Mm-hmm. They fall right into Gnome King Mountain. And then immediately rocks are spying on them. They inform the Gnome King that Dorothy is there. There's no sign of the chicken. They assure the Gnome King. He is relieved. And then the disembodied voice of the Gnome King speaks. And he says... Tell me who you are and why you have come all the way to my." And
2: what I can do to make you happy. It must be the known king. Where is he? I don't see anybody.
1: My name is Dorothy Gale, Your Majesty. And these are my friends. Tick-tock, Jack and the Gump.
2: Not the Dorothy Gale from Kansas.
1: Yes, Your Majesty. We've come to ask you to release the Scarecrow.
0: And to restore the Emerald City.
2: You believe that I have... Stolen
1: something, Dorothy, and you want me to
0: give it back. And then we see that Belina is actually in Jack's
1: head. So Belina's not like a figment of Jack's imagination.
0: No, She's I'm sorry. She's literally in his head. In his head. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, She's hiding out. Thank you
0: for... We realize that um, the Gnome King is mad because he felt like the people of Oz stole his emeralds. And then he's like, so I took him back. Um, Then we learn that he transformed the scarecrow into an ornament. Then the gnome king offers to have Dorothy and her friends play a little game to win back the scarecrow. He tells them to look at the ornaments and that they each have three guesses about which one is a scarecrow. If they touch the right object and say "Oz" at the same time, the scarecrow will be restored and they can all leave but there's a risk and no one asks what the risk is they just say yeah sure we'll play this game
1: you don't ask what the risk is
0: never do no who cares what the risks are so then a wall the walls open up and a hallway opens up and then the gump goes first everyone else is waiting they're having refreshments with the gnome king TikTok finally asks what the the risk is and then thunder claps and they all fall over, and the Gnome King has crazy eyes and says, Next! Dorothy's like, What happened to the gump? And the Gnome King says, He's turned into an ornament. <sighs> and that's the catch. If you fail, you get turned into an ornament because this guy is nuts about his ornaments.
2: His ornament broom is just weird. So, like, the rest of the castle mountain place where he lives it everything's very rough hewn out of the rock but then you walk into the ornament room and it's like walking into a museum crossed with a thrift store like everything is like marble and very polished and then there's just a hodgepodge of ornaments everywhere
0: so then jack goes next belina pops out and we're reminded that she is in the movie Hmm.
1: Oh, Just in case you forgot.
0: It's worth noting that Mombi, meanwhile, is racing to the Gnome King's house using the wheelers like they're a dog sled team, and it is terrifying.
1: <laughs> Just when you thought it <laughs> couldn't get
0: more scary. Back at Gnome Mountain, there's more thunder. Uh, the king calls next. Uh, Jack failed. It's TikTok's turn. So now Dorothy's alone with the Gnome King, and he shows her that he has Ruby slippers. And he's very possessive of them, and he accuses her of coming for them and not the scarecrow.
2: I feel like I need to explain some of the ridiculousness of this scene, in that, so you have the gnome king, which is like this very gruff, manly, rock-shaped figure, and he's on his rock throne with his rock crown and his rock kingly robes, and then... He has these bright red, dazzling, ruby red slippers, kind of, that he's displaying. Um, Like, that's the statement piece. That's the pop of color, like, every gnome king needs to complete his outfit. It is a look.
0: And then they realize that TikTok broke down in the ornament room, and they send Dorothy in to wind him up. The Gnome King tempts her to not help him, and he tells her that she can go home with the ruby slippers and that she'll forget everything about Oz. And she's like, I don't want to forget my friends. That's what this entire movie is about. That's why I'm here.
2: Throughout this whole movie, she's kind of collected a ragtag bunch of different creatures, and she's never left anyone behind as long as they had like a a good heart. No matter how outlandish they looked or how difficult it was to transport them with, she never left anyone. Which I think is an admirable quality. It was something I appreciated about her role in this film.
0: So then the ornament room is real ornament. There's ornaments everywhere. Dorothy's wandering around. She finds TikTok. He's already wound up. It was a ruse! He had an idea! He has one last guess, and Dorothy will watch him, and he says if he guesses wrong, then she'll know what ornament he turned into, and that might give her a clue about the other ornaments. Genius!
1: Very crafty.
0: So then he goes for it, and then he turns into a, well, we don't see what it is, unfortunately. So then Dorothy just goes around the ornament room. She tries an urn, nothing happens. She tries a gravy boat, and nothing happens. She's got one guests left. She randomly picks a giant green emerald and says, Oz, and poof, there's the scarecrow. So then they realize that people have been turned into green ornaments. So they go around, they find the green ornaments, they bring back all the friends. Gnome King is ticked at Mambi uh, because apparently she was supposed to stop Dorothy, but Gnome King also didn't have to give them an out either. So whose fault is it? The gnome king mountain starts to crumble and gnome king gets real big and rocky his face is like a huge rock face and he says he's tired of all of them he suggests that the sofa goes first first for what first for eating yes he is annoyed with them so he's gonna eat them And they try to run and then scary rock faces pop out and they keep them corralled. And the Gnome King picks up Jack by his feet, lifts him to his mouth head first and stops short panicked when he hears Belina clucking. And then an egg tumbles Mm. out of the top of Jack's pumpkin head and pummels down into the Gnome King's throat.
2: I don't know what the etiquette is. But even when I was a little kid, I thought it seemed kind of rude for Bellina to lay an egg in Jack's head. Like, it just seems something that would not be done.
0: And then the Gnome King puts Jack down and says, don't you know eggs are poison? Don't you know
2: that eggs are poison? Poison indeed. Poison.
0: And then he dis- disintegrates into a giant skeletal rock face, and then crumbles to bits, followed by explosions.
1: Well, that's what happens when uh, when rocks fall apart; they explode.
0: Dorothy picks up the ruby slippers out of the rubble. She puts them on. She wishes for everything to go back the way it was, and it does. Dorothy and her friends—they're all transported back to the city. Mombi is in an iron prison cell. It cuts to a huge, like, parade at the Emerald City. Dorothy's riding the Cowardly Lion. TikTok is all shined up. They're all cleaned up. They look fantastic in this parade. Everyone is cheering them on. They all start shouting, chanting that Dorothy should be the Queen of Oz, which I didn't realize that was on the table up until this point. Then she gives a speech that she has to go back that she wishes she could be in both places at the same time and then suddenly there's a figure in the mirror and it's ozma and this was the most important part of the movie to me ozma asks d d asks dorothy i put d because i was taking yeah. quick notes and
1: emily she's already nicknamed dorothy
0: <laughs> yeah ozma asks dorothy to help her step through the mirror and then they clasp hands through the mirror And then Dorothy, like, kind of pulls Ozma through to the other side. And it's, like, a really great effect. And I was obsessed with the possibility of there being an alternate reality in my mirror as a little girl. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really, that was my takeaway. Out of all this, like, terror (laughs) and horror, I was like, well, there's got to be another world in the mirror. And
1: you weren't afraid of the other world.
0: Absolutely not. I wanted to go there. Then we see, we realize that Ozma is Jack's real mom, and she's the rightful ruler of the land of Oz. So,
2: point of trivia the actress Emma Ridley, who plays Ozma, is English. She has an English accent, and for some reason, they decided that this character just would not have an English accent. So, every time you see Emma speaking on screen, her voice has been dubbed over with someone with an American accent instead.
0: Uh, we find out from one of the headless statue people that now has a head. She's a whole person now. And she says that Dorothy took away Mombi's powers. And then we see Mombi, and she's still locked in a portable jail cell, giving everyone the stink eye. Then the ruby slippers go to Ozma. She says that Dorothy can come back to Oz anytime. Belina informs Dorothy that she's not coming because she likes being a talking chicken.
2: I mean, Auntie M was threatening. To stew her up if she didn't get back to her normal egg laying. So I think that was a very good choice on Belina to hang out in Oz, be treated like royalty versus possible death and cannibalism in Kansas. So yeah, I agree with that decision, Belina. Good job.
0: And Dorothy says her goodbyes. She loves them all. She's crying. And then Dorothy wakes up on the forest floor by the river. Toto runs up to her, her uncle Henry runs up to her.
2: And when he sees Dorothy, his cane goes flying. Uncle Henry suddenly is not limping anymore. So finding Dorothy just shocked him out of his uh, depression over losing their house and a lot of their livelihood in the Twister and the psychosomatic effects that that
0: brought on. Aunt M explains that the hospital burned down because of an electrical fire. Everyone survived except for the doctor because he went in to save his machines.
1: Doctors <laughs> and their machines. I know,
0: right? And then you realize, oh my goodness, Mombi was the scary nurse whose name I already forgot. The scary nurse from the beginning. Mm-hmm. The Gnome King was the doctor. <gasps> yeah. I have
2: to say as a child i never picked up on that that they had the exact same face casting trivia they had also been considering tim curry or christopher lloyd to play this role
0: and then a jail carriage passes by and inside is the scary nurse lady from the hospital so the real life was a parallel of the land of oz so then dorothy's back inside the house she looks in the mirror. She sees Ozma holding Belina. Dorothy calls out to Aunt Em. She says, "I want to show you something in the mirror." Gosh, Dorothy, when will you learn? Ozma shakes her head like, "No, don't do that, Dorothy." And then Dorothy's like, "Never mind." And then Dorothy runs out of the house with Toto. She she's at peace. She can be a little girl again. She plays with Toto for the rest of the credits, and that is the end of the movie.
1: And so, in honor of this wonderful uh, movie from the late 80s, I thought that I would compose my very own sequel to Somewhere Over the Rainbow, since this is a sequel to Wizard of Oz. (coughs) Okay. Somewhere over the rainbow... There's an even darker rainbow. It's weird. And it was made in the late 80s. And it also has something to do with Jim Henson. If weirdo puppets and guys on stilts is what you like and you don't get the creeps, then you should watch this. Because... (laughs) I've lost the rest of the malady, but that's what I have so far.
0: Because we said so. Yeah. Anyway, well, that was Return to Oz.
2: If you watched this movie as a child and had nightmares or loved it, or loved it and had nightmares, that was probably my category. Uh, You can find us and let us know. Uh, We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook under Dream Infringement. You can listen to all our past episodes on iTunes or SoundCloud. Again, just type in Dream Infringement and there will be. So thank you so very much for listening to this show. Next week, we will cover Bobby's movie review. Stay tuned for more excellent KSKQ content. And thank you so much for listening to our show. And we hope you'll join us next week.